Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The 11 to 1 Show. Blitz Glamour Cats. Yeah, the stars took to the red carpet for fashion's most prestigious event last night. More details about the Met Gala after Wham! Wham! I'm your man, I'm your woman. It's Sinead Brazel here until 1086 1800 658. I'm going to be brutally honest, I'm feeling a bit sluggish after the bank holiday. I just, I wouldn't mind going for sleep on the desk. I'm just a bit like... Why are we always sluggish after the bank holiday? I don't know, just the extra day puts us all out of whack. But look, I'm going to bring as much energy, I'm going to fire it up now, get as much energy in as I possibly can. This is bizarre, as always, every single year, this event is just really bizarre. I don't understand it. I know it's supposed to be for like charity. I don't even know what charity it's for. All I know is that it's an excuse for celebrities to go around being extra celebrity-ish, you know, where they flaunt themselves around the place and we talk about them and we talk about what they're wearing. And yeah, it's very strange. It's the Met Gala. And last night, the fashion world gathered in New York City for the Met Gala once again. And this the- these- this year, the theme was on the late fashion icon, Carl uh, Lagerfeld. He... Um, would have been in charge of Chanel, basically. Is all your man? You know your man with the white hair and the glasses. That like that's literally all that I know about him. <laughs> it's really that and the black and white theme, you know, that run through his clothes. A lot of that sort of stuff. We're going to have a lot more uh, insightful, interesting uh, opinion on this when Maria Macklin joins me. She's a lot more knowledgeable about these things than I am. But it is known this event for its star-studded guest list and extravagant outfits. So they had lots of pearl going on. There was lots of collars, you know, big collars, black and white, like I said as well, to honour the designer. And uh, well, thankfully this year, the theme was a little bit more sort of, you knew a little bit about what was going on with the theme. Normally it's just absolutely bizarre altogether. Uh, But it was honouring him. But this was weird because of course it's the Met Gala, so it has to be a little bit strange. But his cat was also honoured. So he had one of these, you know, the big white fluffy cats. Think Bond villain cat. And you're sort of in that wheelhouse is what I'm going to see, say. But the cat was called Choupette and at least two celebrities dressed as Choupette, uh, including Jared Leto, who just wore a ginormous white cat costume, which I think was just hilarious. Sure, why not? You know, and someone like Jared Leto, he's known for his sort of he's not afraid to take risks when it comes to any of his outfits. And he was just going for it all the way with that. So I loved that. I loved that. He just said, you know what? 
I'm dressing up as a cat at the Met Gala. Why not? That's fantastic. Um, also, uh, there was a Dua Lipa. I think she was hosting a part of it as well. Um, I thought Penelope Cruz looked stunning as well. Kind of bridal-ish looking, but she looked stud- stunning. And uh, Serena Williams and Carly Class, Carly Class as a model, they used the night as an opportunity to announce their pregnancy. So baby number two for Serena Williams. Not sure for Carly Class, but there you go. They made sure everyone was chatting about them and the bump uh, as well. Uh, but the, yeah, the whole thing, it's just, it's over the top, isn't it? It's over the top. And like they had something like 270 5,000 pink roses decked around them. like talk about just you know too much too much like you think they go too much and then they do even more for something like this but there you go we are going to be chatting very briefly now very briefly about the Met Gala with Maria Macklin getting her intake on the style that sort of stuff but more importantly, we are going to be chatting to her about occasion wear. So if like me, you're sort of, you've got a communion or a wedding or something like that coming up and you're thinking, oh, where am I even going to start with this? What am I going to do? What what am I going to buy? What suits me? What colour will work? What style? All of that. We're going to try and cut out all that for you and we're going to give you some great advice. If you have a question for Maria, if you have an event and you have a question, 86 658 Counting days, counting days since my love up and got lost on me. Lewis Capaldi with bruises on LMFM's 11 to 1. How does VIP tickets to the biggest rock festival in this area sound? Well, I've got details of that. I've got a competition for you. Plus, I have a special request for a really special couple in Cooley. That's all on the way. The 11 to 1 show. Have a very important request now for Michael and Anne Murphy. They are in Cooley and today they are married 50 years and they. Uh, this message says they're still going social dancing and still as fast around the floor as ever. Celebrating 50 golden years and it's coming in with lots of love from your children, Nula, Joseph, Adrian, Anne-Marie, their partners and your 13 grandchildren. So Michael and Anne Murphy, I was told that you would be listening from after nine this morning so I'm really hoping that you uh, are tuned in and listening to this because I want to wish you the very very best uh, as on your 50 years of anniversary today and here's hoping that you're going to keep going strong for many more years I have Dermot Kennedy just for you Dermot Kennedy, kiss me on LMFM's 11 to 1, especially for Michael and Anne Murphy from Cooley, who are celebrating their golden wedding anniversary today. Summer is here. I know. First of May. Isn't the first of May summer? I know there's a bit of a debate around that, but officially it is the start of summer, which means festival season. And I have a great competition all this week. Yes, I'm giving you the chance to win VIP tickets to Rockathon Concert. It's on Fairy House Racecourse on the 27th of May, so not long to wait. And they have amazing tribute acts. I'm here on the website, rockathon.ie. Guns N' Roses tribute in your honour. Uh, Foo Fighters tribute there's Nirvana and Kirk Payne tribute so many amazing acts it's going to be a great family friendly event for parents and kids so the VIP ticket by the way this is normally usually 85 euro a ticket right so this is going to give you entry to Rockathon free camping private VIP area with bar and balcony and of course access to all those amazing acts 
rocketon.ie if you want to find out more information what do you have to do to get your hands on this VIP pair of VIP tickets okay all you have to do let's keep it simple let's keep it simple uh, rock fans are going to know this okay I need you to finish the line of the classic rock song and I also need you to tell me who the artist is okay to 086 658 oh we're halfway there what's the next bit from the chorus oh we're halfway there I'm trying not to sing it <laughs> you can sing it by the way if you want you can hold down the whatsapp button on your phone recorder and send it into me I'd love to hear you sing it 86 658 So you need to tell me the next bit of the song and the artist. So, oh, we're halfway there. And the artist, okay? 86 658 There's the chorus. Love to love you on LMFM's 11 to 1. I am very excited because the fantastic Quintessence Theatre Company, not only are they back on stage this week, but they're in studio with me right now. We're going to be chatting about their new production, The Midnight Scalping of Peg Carroll. We're going to meet the guys next. The 11 to 1 show. On the 23rd of April 1921 at midnight, three men masked and heavily armed break down the door of Mr. John Carroll. But they're not there for him. They've come for his sister, Peg Carroll, the fraternizer, the alleged horizontal collaborator of the Crown Forces. She's about to be dragged from her bed and scalped by her own people for charges never brought and a crime never proven. Quintessence Theatre back on stage once again this week with a thrilling new drama The Scalping of The Midnight Scalping of Peg Carroll and I'm delighted to have director Anna Simpson and cast members Anthony Kinahan and Leah Roster in the studio Guys you're so welcome thank you so much for coming in I should did. Thanks for having us. That was very tense there, wasn't it? The <laughs> introduction to that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It was a bit like that. And I have seen the trailer for this and it is a very tense trailer. But Anna, like like most of Quintessence's work, this is hard-hitting subject matter based around true events. Give us the sort of the, the gist of it and where kind of the idea for the show came from. Yeah, so The Midnight Scalping of Peg Carroll follows uh, Peg Carroll, <laughs> who is uh, a member of Come on the Man, uh, active in the uh, Irish War of Independence. And it follows her, it's a love story as well. A man from her past who is on the other side of that conflict uh, returns into her life and we follow her story as she is torn between duty and love and the horrific outcomes of that, which I hinted at in the title somewhat. Um <laughs> And it's a fictionalised story that we've created. We've created these characters and the narrative. But um, in all the centenary celebrations from uh, 2016 onwards, there was obviously lots of stories, lots of events happening. um, And a lot of historical records being released for the first time from the time. And some of the stories that were emerging for the first time was uh, a lot of women's stories. Obviously, there's a lot of focus when you're talking about war on men's stories and men's experiences, um, which is obviously perfectly valid. But the women sometimes get forgotten or their experiences aren't as deemed as uh, important sometimes. Um, But there were a lot of stories emerging of the quite gendered specific violence inflicted on women as part of the Irish War of Independence and in the Civil War. Um, And not just by the British. There's a lot of records around of what the British did to Irish women um, to punish, to control them. Um, but what was quite shocking to us when we were reading and doing our research was there was also quite a lot of accounts of same, the same kind of gendered violence, scalpings, um, sexual assault inflicted by IRA on their own women, if they were even slightly 
accused of doing any kind of wrongdoing, stepping out of line, talking with someone from the other side. Um, and these accounts were hushed up really until mm. recently. And we thought that in, in part of remembering is, is that all women's stories need to come to the fore. Um, and that unfortunately a lot of the the echoes and themes of that time, this very specific gender of removing hair, particularly from women as a symbol of femininity, uh, is something that has continued, unfortunately. We think it's something in the past, but it's it's not. That kind of violence has been inflicted on women throughout wars, throughout various histories around the world. It seems to be quite a universal uh, form of attack on women. And unfortunately, those ideas about what makes a good victim or who deserves these kind of attacks or who deserves this, uh, these conversations still happen now, post-Me Too, pre-Me Too. Um, a lot of the themes, even though it's set in the past, in 1921 feel very pertinent now so we want to create so we want to create a story that explores that using the lens of history uh to um really delve deep into that as well as create a really entertaining epic kind of drama that that embraces irish history yeah there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there and what what you said (laughs) but i totally this idea of the scalping as well i mean like you say happening still today and this notion of okay somebody could beat up a woman let's say and the bruises are very visible something like a scalping goes even a little bit further doesn't it because that evidence is going to be there so much longer and that idea of oh she has done something is going to be sort of I suppose rippled out through in her community as well so I can see sort of why you would want to kind of focus in and delve in on that is Peg Carroll real is 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 she true or is she made up she is a uh a mix of various women's accounts really in the end. I think we read, we originally when we were doing our first research there was a woman called Kate Carroll if I remember correctly was one of the accounts we were looking at who lived in the Louth, Louth area um, So, but there was very little historical record on her and also there are ethical questions around taking someone's story from history yes. like that around something so sensitive and traumatic um, and we also want to create a story that wasn't just about the one person that, that this experience happened to unfortunately quite a lot of women so we want to amalgamate elements of various stories to create this fictional account that hopefully touches on the truth and represents quite a few people yeah absolutely i can see i can see why you would do that absolutely so set in the most turbulent time of irish history fair play to you if we're even going there this, you know, uh, and I know in terms of uh, history and 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 quintessence, you do like to look backwards to bring, as you say, themes into into the relevance of today. So th- the themes will resonate with audiences today. But in terms of the uh, independence, how does that look on the set? Because I know you guys love to be very very minimal. You mm. like to kind of not take away sort of too much from what's going on the stage, which I love uh, about what you do as well. Because often that sort of stuff can be a bit distracting. So how does it look on? Stage? Uh, well, you have to come see the show. No, um, <laughs> it's it, we're, we've gone even more minimal actually in the last couple of shows. We have a few uh, lovely constructed set pieces, and the uh, the actors interact with and move them constantly. So the world is ever shifting. So we don't really use in our in our tradition, we don't use blackouts to switch scene. Okay. Uh, it happens all in front of the audience. The audience are part of that story, watching one scene dissolve into another as the story kind of moves along. It keeps momentum going, keeps the audience completely engaged, and it's much more exciting. Essentially, our scene transitions are like choreography. The movement in of itself is hopefully lovely to watch as well. And the the guys are fantastic. I've been drilling them and drilling them on that choreography of the set. Uh, But yeah, it's very simplistic, but in a very striking, beautiful way. Our set is completely white, so it'll really jump out against that black box background as well as the actors interact with it. Yeah, it's going to be really beautiful. Okay, very interesting, very interesting. I have to bring in Leah. She's sitting here patiently in front of me. (laughs) Leah, this is uh, the first sort of big role now since having baby. How do you feel about getting scalped? (laughs) Uh, Well, it's everything I've ever dreamed. 
No. Um, yeah, no, it's very exciting. So it is. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, being a protagonist as a mammy is very different than yeah. before, as life is very different since before you had a baby. Uh, but no, it's been really exciting. We've we've had Evie um, in rehearsals <laughs> some some days. I mean, literally now, working um, mother. I love it. Yeah, no. We see the thing is that now she's actually walking. She got her first pair of shoes there about two weeks ago. So um, she's very more she's more mobile, which is harder yes. <laughs> when you're like you know doing a scene and then she's just in the middle of it. Go do 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 do. <laughs> um, but no, no, she's great crack and. Uh, and I'm very, very happy and lucky to be working with a theatre company that um, is supporting me as a mother uh, and being able to to work as an actor and a mother at the same time is a great Thing. Yeah, no, it really is. And it's so important to see that because, look, I know what it's like, particularly during maternity leave. It's just a weird oh, yeah, time. It's it's so, it's so fun. It's <laughs> because in one way you sort of feel like you're putting that career aspect of yeah. yourself on hold yeah. and you're concentrating on this. And particularly in this profession, no doubt you're kind of little, you know, times you might think, oh, God, I'm missing out on this, that, the other in terms of roles. It's challenging. Oh, it is. Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um, like if if you're an artist, like it's your whole being, it's your whole heart. You know what I mean. And um, then you're always going to have those tugs <laughs> going, yeah. drawing you back somehow. So uh, no, it is. It's very exciting. And um, like it's mad actually. When we uh, first devised this script, it was in 2021, and I was in my third trimester at the time. So um, Evie has been with us throughout this whole process <laughs> from one side to the, to the other. <laughs> so tell me about getting into the headspace then of, of Peg because, yeah. you know, I've seen, the, I've seen the trailer for this, by the way. The trailer is kind of one of these things you really need to see it. Essentially, Leah has her head completely covered. She's in like a kind of a white, I suppose, nightgown because you've been mm. pulled from your bed. Mm. You're tied up, you're outside. There's all that sort of heavy breathing and then all of a sudden the, the, the cap comes off kind of thing so that'll give people an idea so yeah. what what was it like how did you prepare for, for this role yeah so um i think for for the trailer itself it was just um that kind of imagining that uh, you're kind of left in a field and waiting for them to kind of come and that kind of how that affects your breath how that affects your body and you know your tension in your body um was really part of it and also like we, we pitched we filmed it in the pitch dark in, yeah. in my garden that is kind of wild <laughs> anyway so um, I didn't have to imagine too much as to what that would look like or feel like um, and yeah I really got into the dirt and it was a bit of crack so um, but yeah no it is it's a it's a big role and it's um, but it is it's one of those things is just uh, uh, the privilege of kind of bringing these women's stories to life and um, letting them be recognised in history because you know like even in terms of um, when we talk about the scalping, like back then, the nickname was that they were bobbed. And nice. of course, in, you know, in Irish history, we're very good at just, we won't really call that what that is now. Mm. We'll, just, we'll name it something else. That it sounds almost adorable, doesn't it? Ah, she was bobbed. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. she was bobbed. And um, so it's just, it's a great privilege to be able to actually go, well, no, here, hold on. If we're going to be looking back in history, let's actually look back as to what it was and let's name it for what it was. And so, um, yeah, it's a great privilege to be able to do that on stage. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I want to bring in uh, the, the the lovely Anthony. Uh, he's sitting there very, very patiently at the end. Uh, are you doing the scalping? Oh, well, uh, you'll have to come and see now, won't you? Uh, I, I can't confirm nor deny that. Um, uh, I, what I will say is that um, there is a love story it, it, in as much as it's about, um, you know, re- representing the scalping and, and all that, the women's stories of, of, of that time. It, it, it's also a great love story. Um we think um, so. Uh, I in part represent 
some of okay. that. Okay, okay, okay. Because sometimes you're the bad guy. <laughs> so I'm some... often the bad guy. Yeah. Being a male in in a, a you know <laughs> in, in a female led feminist theatre company sometimes means that <laughs> I get I get all the feckers. <laughs> oh, no, you play them with some oh, what does that say about me, Sinead? <laughs> I don't know. Talk, talk to me about the, the physicality as well. Mm. Anna alluded to it a little mm. bit earlier on because that's kind of your trademark, yeah. you know, in the quintessence, this playfulness, this movement. The, a lot of it's quite physical. And mm. there's some, you know, there are some of my favourite moments in the play where you sort of, it's almost dreamlike or we go into this sort of dreamscape where it, things are communicated. It's very hard to, for me yeah. to describe it here. But talk to me a little bit about what that's going to represent. Yeah, like, like the way Anna was talking about the set and the design, um, we don't shy away from the theatricality of our pieces. We know that when an audience is sitting there, they know it's a it's a it's a play. It's not we're not trying for like realism, um, like like a movie. Um, we celebrate um, the theatrical devices and techniques that we use, and we really bring them to the fore. So, um, one of them being uh, multi-rolling, where you know we have a, a smaller cast that plays a. Um, a lot many more characters than mm-hmm. you know the people we have um, so for me that's just a joy as an actor to be able to spin literally on your foot and be another character then you know um, and it's just it's great for playfulness for uh, for me anyway like it just you know you get to experience the full breadth of the human condition in the space of like 10 seconds <laughs> so <laughs> it can be yeah especially when you know you've got a, a piece like this which you know we're not going to shy away from the uh, the heavy drama of yeah. it as well. There will be some comedic moments. It's not one of our comedies, I'll have to admit. But, you know, there is comedic and it is entertaining as well. Mm. I mean, the audience will be captivated by, you know, the the dynamics and, and the speed and uh, it goes at and um, the flow of it all. And, you know, like Anna was saying, it is that kind of choreography where we're performing as much with every muscle in our body as we are with our voices as as we are with our brains you know yeah. so it, it's um it's a joy I, I love it it's you know it's it, it's a full body experience oh, it, it is. really is yeah yeah it is yeah, I've yeah. seen all the productions yeah, that really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys go through the rigour yeah. when you're performing shows like this yeah. so I'm going to let you guys prepare for a second and just uh, come back to Anna here for, for a second uh, so Anna the guys are going to perform a little section of the play for us maybe just set it up for them before they uh, get, get going yeah so this is a scene uh, where Pe- who is now working in the post office. It's uh, a job for her, but it's also part of her duties in Come and the Man. She's involved in the intelligence within Come and the Man, so sneaking open the letters and reading them. Um, and the, a few nights before, she bumped into her, Kaylee, her childhood sweetheart, Jer, uh, who had left for England and has suddenly returned. Uh, at the Kaylee, they had a moment. There's a lot of old feelings stirring, and this is their first time seeing each other since the Kaylee in oh. the post office. Okay, guys, take it away in your own time. Peg, I didn't know you worked here. How, how are you? Listen, it was great seeing you the other night. Just like old times before I left. I haven't been able to stop thinking about you. Maybe we could... What are you doing wearing that? What? That. Wearing. That. Well, I'm... It's... It's my uniform. An RIC uniform. Your RIC. Yeah. You never said. You never said a word. Peg, it's just a job. It's not just a job, though, is it? I needed work. My dad racked up a lot of debt before he died. What was I supposed to do? Anything. Anything but that. They were recruiting. The pay is good. It'd have to be. Uh, Peg, I'm still Jer. The Jer you've always known. No, you're not. 
When you said you were a changed man the other night, I never expected. Is everything all right out here, Peg? Yes, Mr Flaherty. Everything's grand. Just grand. How can I help you? Peg, please don't be like that. Do you have a letter to post? Um, uh, yeah. Ping in a one letter hole for the postage. But I, I, I was told it was free, seeing as I'm... Of course. Of course it is. Peg, you have to know. One of the reasons I came back was for you. I came back for you. I never want to see you again. Thank you. Have a good day. Oh, the tension there, Anna. The tension. <laughs> my goodness, I can sense it off them when they're you just sitting breathe. beside each other there. <laughs> the same way in a way, absolutely brilliant. She is furious with you. She is furious. You are never getting back no. in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We have to see. We have to see. Now, before I let you guys go, you got some phenomenal news last week. Anna, I'm so thrilled about this. Tell us, tell them what, what happened. All right, so uh, before the world changed with COVID, some people might remember we did a fantastic, again, historical show based on a true story, The Curious Case of Albert Cashier, Lincoln's Lady Soldier in Drahid. Um, it's a show we were always determined to bring back. We last year applied, well, last year, this year? January. See, it's all blended into one. Uh, for To tour it around the country, a huge tour, a national tour, 18 venues, I think, in total. Um, biggest application we've ever done. We were so hopeful. We were all so passionate about this show. But of course, it's so competitive. So we were waiting. And then on Friday, we got the news that we were successful in our Amazing. funding application. So we are taking Alba on the road and we cannot we could not be happier oh it's it's fantastic news because it like you said it, it like they're talking about thousands of applications into this it's very very competitive so massive massive congratulations to, to, to you both now it's going to be performed this show uh, this week what do you hope audiences take away Ooh, um i hope they are well for a start entertained <laughs> nothing worse than theater that's boring uh, which this will not be um but i hope they come away um moved by the love story in particular um uh remembering the characters and also reflecting on how some of those attitudes towards women, um, control of women maybe still persist today, that this isn't something in history, that some of those themes and dynamics still exist and what can we do to be to be changing that I, for me. So they uh, hopefully people will cry, laugh and maybe think a little. Yes, well, I'm, I know, I've no doubt that they will. Guys, thank you so, so much for coming into studio and performing a little bit for me. Really looking forward to seeing it and... Uh, Best of luck with it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It is the Midnight Scalping of Peg Carol. Drihid.com is where you're going to find the tickets and details. Opens this Thursday and runs until Saturday. The 11 to 1 show. With LMFM. Did you know that today is devoted to a certain spectacle boy, spectacled boy even, from pop culture? We're going to be finding out more in the Northeast Update. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 2011, Osama bin Laden, the suspected mastermind behind the September 11 attacks and the FBI's most 
Most Wanted is killed by US Special Forces in Pakistan. And today is Harry Potter Day. Yeah, I know the books must have come out in, what, 98? And uh, the first films came out in 2001, but it was like some decade after that when Harry Potter Day became a thing. And uh, essentially, May 2nd was the day that Harry had his big battle with Lord Voldemort. So there you go. And he was defeated. Spoiler alert, sorry. Uh, But Harry Potter Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Just before we head towards 12 news, I want to let you know Knobber GFC is having an open evening tomorrow, the 3rd of May from 7 to 9pm for their upcoming Oscars later on in the year. That is an excellent fundraising idea the Oscars I love that idea if anyone is interested in taking part you can come down to the clubhouse tomorrow for more information you don't have to be a member of the club to get involved that's coming in from Nobber GFC oh exciting exciting great idea for a fundraiser so that's tomorrow evening from 7 to 9pm we are heading towards 12 news and after that if you are on the lookout for a dress or a suit or something nice for an occasion in your life we have lots of advice from Maria Macklin the 11 to 1 show. I have VIP tickets to Rocketon up for grabs. All the details on how you can get in your hands on those after Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars, Grenade and LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. And how would you like VIP tickets to the best rock music festival around? Well... I'm giving you the chance to win VIP tickets to Rockathon. It's on in Fairy House Racecourse on May 27th. They have amazing tribute bands on stage to all of the big artists. And it's going to be a great family-friendly event for parents and kids. So my VIP tickets give you entry to Rockathon, free camping, private VIP area with a bar and balcony. Usually these tickets are €85. And it's really simple. If you want to get your hands on those tickets, all you have to do is finish the line of this classic rock song. Oh, we're halfway there. you got to finish the line for me and you also have to tell me the artist. Like Cahill has. <laughs> Cahill has been on, he's left us a voice note. 086-1800-658. Whoa, living on a prayer. Take my hand. And we'll make it, I swear. Whoa, whoa, Sinead, Cahill, Blake and Morrington. Love Bon Jovi. Love the show. Oh, Cahill, you're hiding that talent away. Absolutely amazing vocals there. We also have Joan, and she is another talented singer who sent in her answer to 86 Bon Jovi. Amazing. Amazing vocal there. Oh my goodness. I love it. Do keep those coming in. I'm loving the singing. 86 658 Finish the line. Tell me the artist of the song. And don't forget, you can check out all the details at rockathon.com. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. 
Hi, I'm Crossy. Nick Mohammed, Jeremy Swift and James Lance, who all star in Ted Lasso for Apple, have all admitted they don't know much about football. Here's what they said. No, I don't like football. And so um, I... But I, I guess now I, I have to like West Ham. No, I do. And they've been really good to me. And so actually, they are my team. But I, I'm not into much sport, really. Yeah, popped our uh, football cherry. <laughs> yeah, we went, to, we went to our first first game at Wembley last year <laughs> with... Uh, with Tim Cook and it was um, it was great I can't remember who won I can't remember who was playing England I think it was a a match it was definitely a match I think England were playing we don't know what's going on we we both kind of laughed when people fell over and stuff like that uh, which was not the thing you should be doing Tom Hanks will be one of the guests at the Dorky Book Festival in June the Hollywood legend will address the event on Bloomsday the 16th of June to talk about his debut novel the making of another major motion picture masterpiece Bono was also announced this week too. Jonathan Bailey says he loves working on Wicked the movie alongside Ariana Grande. Here's what he said. I mean, amazing. And just seeing every single person who's involved in it at the top of their game. Um, But they're just sort of, yeah, divine. Outside of genre, but epic. And yeah, it sort of makes my heart pop because it feels very much like an homage to the MGM in terms of the storytelling and the amount that they're investing in it. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. I am loving the news that Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, Hollywood royalty, is going to be in Docky for the Docky Book Fair this year. I mean, what amazing amazingness the man you know couldn't be just content with being an amazing actor he has to go start writing a novel as well I mean seriously anyway more buzz a little bit later on on the drive with Eddie Caffrey back to us here's Bill Weathers It's always a lovely day when Maria Macklin joins us and she's going to be joining us next. We're talking occasion wear. The 11 to 1 show. It's the start of communion and wedding season and if, like me, you spend way too much time wondering what you'll wear to events like this and you'd love some guidance, well, I have help on hand as our wonderful image consultant from House of Colour, Maria Macklin, is back with us with lots of great advice. How are you getting on, Maria? Hi, Sinead. Good afternoon. I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Great to have you back again. Now, before we talk occasion wear last night, just a little something happened in New York. Just happens to be the Met Gala. Uh, any commentary? Did you see any style? What did you make of it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 so interesting because it's so outrageous. I mean, we yeah. talked already about award season and how outrageous they are there, but really the Met Gala takes it to another level. And they were celebrating Karl Lagerfeld, who was the key designer for Chanel, and he really brought Chanel into the 20th century, now the 21st century. But his best quote, and the quote I love from him is, sweatpants are a sign of defeat. You lost control of your life, so you bought some sweatpants. (laughs) And there were no sweatpants on the red carpet last night. There was none. I love that you love that, because that is you. You are not a sweatpants wearer. Well, unless I'm at the gym, but I think you need to wear the clothes that are appropriate for what you're doing, sure. Yes. But I do believe that a lot of this is it's going to sound very judgmental and, and we don't judge but there are, there are an easy way out and I yeah. know they're comfortable but really I think we can all do better and if you don't value yourself often 
you don't dress as if you value yourself and that's there's a whole conversation there oh there is there is which we've had we have had and we could yeah. have again we definitely could yeah we could yeah. but you know some of the stuff I did see I did see a lot of classy stuff like Nicole Kidman looked amazing I think oh, she was wearing I mean, yeah I mean it was all gorgeous wouldn't you yeah. love to have the lifestyle oh, I mean, where yeah. some of the things they were wearing but when you see them walk, getting out of their cars or going from the hotel to the car there were four or five people running <laughs> yeah. after them to make sure they were fine you know we don't we all don't have an entourage of four or five people to get no. us into the dress out of the dress and lift the cape there were a lot of feathers there were a lot yes. of pearls and there were a lot of platform shoes which was a Carl Lagerfeld thing as well so it was oh yeah I mean it's highly entertaining of course it is but you wonder how they all get out of them when they need to go to bed oh, the, this the four is the or five thing. people need to stay with them till to bedtime <laughs> I, this is the thing and I think afterwards they sort of change into like less extravagant the stuff for the after parties yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you see a lot of that happening but uh, yeah look they, they are being very celebrity-ish as what I was saying at the start of the programme uh, particularly Jared Leto dressed as the cat I mean I just kind of love that a little bit because <laughs> yes but he, but he again he got out of it fairly quickly but yeah. it must have been Byland as they used to say in North Monaghan roasted I mean <laughs> Really, you know, <laughs> it was absolutely a, a spectacle to behold. Now, it was an occasion, but we're talking about very different occasions here. We're talking about communions, weddings, that kind of thing, and they all kind of happen around this time of the year. And mm. for a lot of women, particularly, this can be a bit of a challenge to find something nice to wear. So, what are you seeing right now that might work for people in an event coming up? Like you mentioned feathers there last night. I mean, I've oh, seen a lot of uh, kind of frill and frassel and, and tassel and that kind of thing in shops. Oh, beautiful! There's a lot of texture around, and you don't have to take it from your neck down to your you know into a big long train mm. there are beautiful trouser suits with feathers at the cuff oh. feathers at the hem so if you want to draw the eye to a part of you that you love put a feather there put some detail there put some accessories there um, but those are beautiful and they're interesting and they, they'll dress up an otherwise not so it's exciting outfit if you yeah. have some texture on it. So the, those dainty feathers are gorgeous. And, and trouser suits are a thing. And the colourful trouser suits yes. are everywhere. So if you're not comfortable in dress and you want to have an excuse to wear flat shoes for a change, yeah. um, a trouser suit is a really easy way to do that. Of course, you don't have to wear flats with a trouser suit, but it's a there are there are plenty around of lots to choose from and there there's different styles and shapes if you need one that comes into your waist look at the back of the jacket mm-hmm. f- figure out what the darting is can you see the line that brings it into the waist out again so it doesn't look too boxy on you some women need a bit more femininity so turn the jacket around look at the back what's the darting what how the jacket is made and when you put it on it will come into your waist and back out again it's much more feminine than a straight boxy jacket Yes and the, as you mentioned the suit there yeah lots of colour we're uh, seeing this suit come back uh, big time loads out there Yeah loads of colour Yeah, yeah and, and I mean the, the thing about this one as well Maria is something like this is very good on the pocket because you can wear the stuff separately uh, yeah. dress it up and down there's lots yeah. of versatility yeah. with something like this I love a trouser suit because you can wear it with a plain t-shirt underneath yeah. it. You can wear the trousers on their own, the jacket on their own. I have trouser suits and I wear them all separately. In fact, I bought a trouser suit once and rather than just buy the trouser suit, I bought an extra pair of trousers because I, I knew I'd wear the trousers more than the jacket. Yeah. So I bought two pairs of trousers and one jacket. It wasn't a, it wasn't an expensive trouser suit. So, you know, but, but I decided that that was a good idea and I'm still wearing both parts. And you're That's right, great. you can dress it up. If you if you are a heel wearer, adding heels to a trouser suit makes it look gorgeous. Ch- changing the t-shirt for a blouse. And accessories are key. You will, 
you will elevate everything you wear by adding accessories. Yes, and it's about kind of looking at what, you know, the outfit is like also, what you're comfortable wearing. Like if you're more of a dainty person, don't go for a big over-the-top thing that's going to make you feel, yeah, yeah, uncomfortable or anything like that. Now, speaking of high heels, I have seen um, for people, and people might breathe a sigh of relief with this, for people who aren't, you know, that comfortable in the high heel, the kitten heel is making a comeback, you know, the the, the shoes with the backs out of them, all that's making a comeback as well. And ballet flats are in and loafers are in and you can get loafers which aren't so plain anymore. So, you know, dressed up loafers are perfect if if that's your, if that's what works for you. Um, And ballet flats are in, yes. So you don't, I mean, there was a while for the last three years or so when all flats were trainers. You don't have to do that either because sometimes trainers will bring it down so much that it doesn't look like you're going to an occasion at all. So the footwear is important. You have to be comfortable. You have to be able to walk. I was at the races on Saturday and I oh, saw a lot nice. of people who couldn't walk from the car to their to the parade ring, you know, so yeah. you have to be able to walk. And the other thing I think too, if if it's a religious ceremony mm-hmm. and you're going to be in a church, I do think that there's some level of respect we have yes. to show. Yes. And I do think that people need to cover up more than they sometimes do. Shoulders traditionally should have been covered. Um but remember that it's a church and it's not a nightclub. And I don't, again, I don't want that to sound judgmental, but yeah. there is a level of appropriateness depending on where you're going. So check the environment, check what you're doing, check where you're going. Yeah, and there's something like a jacket over, you know, that's Easy. problem solved, problem solved. Easy. Easy. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so anything else, Maria, that you're seeing that's out in shops right now? Well, jumpsuits are another thing. I oh, mean, great. jumpsuits are still around. They've been in probably for the last three or four years now. And every season they're evolving into something else so they started off quite utilitarian those are still there but you've also got they've, they've got cargo the cargo look in um, and so some of them are in satin the texture is there some of them have cutouts some of them are using sheer fabric so there's plenty to play with and there are plenty of jumpsuits and they've become a very nice option if you're not if you're not into floral dresses and, yeah. and, and although there's been talk about floral dresses disappearing they haven't disappeared and oh they're, they're everywhere around. yeah they are and there's plenty to again there's plenty to choose from if you prefer a, a mid-length go for that I mean, but there's there's plenty around there really is now I do have a question for you Maria on 0861800658 what about a woman who wants to hide the stomach any dress that might work for that says this message Okay, well, you know how I'm going to answer this. The I do the feeling. <laughs> I, the, the first thing I would say is I, I, I don't like women or anybody hiding. You know, yeah. we need to be comfortable with who we are. And often when you try and hide something, you draw more attention to it than yes. you're coming to. And if it becomes a thing that you think you have, um, then and, and you're pointing to it because you're hiding behind it, everybody will notice it more. So... That's the first thing. I mean, please don't hide. Yeah. Please embrace who you are, love who you are, dress for who you are. That's the first thing. But if you're really, really uncomfortable, I mean, there are things you can do to skim, draw the attention somewhere else, have the, you know, d- don't have it coming into your waist so much. Yes. Skim, ruching will help. A print will help, despite what people think, because it camouflages an awful oh. lot when you have a print. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of garments around with ruching at the moment, ruching at the side, draw the attention to somewhere else. Um, you know my feeling on pockets and, and, and yep. at the front of trousers. I mean, I just think they add to the clutter where we don't need it. Mm. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, my first advice is please don't hide. <laughs> don't hide. Love it. I do have another question for you uh, on the suits, but this time for the men. Maria, yes. my husband is refusing to wear a suit for my daughter's communion. He hates them. Anything that you can suggest that will still look smart. A lot of men are like that. My husband hates a suit. You know, He has one mine. suit so and yeah. that's all he has. And he just yeah. hates when I tell him that he has to dress smartly. You've got alternatives for them, though. Well, I mean, if, if the dress code says suit, you really need to wear a suit. My okay. husband will never close the top button on his shirt, even underneath the tie and on, underneath the tie, because he can't. He feels like he's hemmed in, and I yeah. get that. I understand that. So, if you need to relax, the first thing is ties aren't up. Op- ties are optional now. I okay, mean, good news. I used to ask men to bring their ties when they came for a consultation. Now they don't have any ties to bring, so you know, ties are optional. <clears throat> so that's the first thing. Suits are also optional, but but you have to remember that. You might be on the mantelpiece on display in a photograph for many years to come. Oh, good point. So yeah. Always consider what what statement you want to make and how that's going to be when you look back at yourself in five, ten years' time. You can wear a coloured shirt instead of a, a, a neutral coloured shirt. So go for a, sh- a colour in your shirt, maybe a bomber jacket, maybe a suede jacket, maybe mm-hmm. a military-style jacket. I mean, they're all really fashionable and depending on the man, they'll work very, very well. Pair of smart trousers, and there you are. You don't need to be hemmed in. Open your button on your shirt collar, and that sometimes is all it takes for somebody to feel a bit more relaxed. Okay, I love that. I love that, and that's a really good good point as well for people to remember. You are going to be on the mantelpiece forever, yeah. pretty much. So make sure that you're liking yeah. what you see. That goes for everybody. That goes for everybody. Goes for everybody. And yeah. two other tips: always check yourself from the back. Well, three other tips: check yourself from behind. Yeah. Always. Always. For men, wear a belt in your trousers. Okay. And put your phone in your jacket pocket rather than in your front trousers. Oh, we don't want the bulge there. No, no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So plan in advance. Plan your outfit in advance. For everybody, you probably have something in your wardrobe already, particularly given the past three years. People were buying outfits three years ago that they never got to wear. Yep. So you might have it in your wardrobe already. You probably have the accessories in your wardrobe already. So, you know, always do that first. Uh, great advice. And, you know, sustainability is always at the heart of what you do, Maria. So yeah. you've, you've like there's a number of ways, as you say, shop your own wardrobe. But, you yeah. know, you could pick up accessories, say, in the likes of the St. Vincent de Paul, or you could yeah. pick up your outfit there as well. You what could. about swapping around, you know, looking at what a friend had yeah. maybe a year or two ago, something like that. That's an option, too. Yeah. And don't leave it to the last minute. Oh, yeah. That's only by the mistakes. Oh, yes. Yes. Because oh, we're in a panic in the panic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And in terms of just the men, back to the men there for a second, yeah. uh, who might be on the lookout for something to wear for an occasion again, would it be sort of similar advice, you know, if it's if it's not you, if a suit's not you, don't do that yeah. because you're going to sort of be, you know, fiddling around with things and not being you comfortable. Will. You'll feel constricted. You'll feel out of place and you're wearing somebody else's clothes and we should never feel like we're wearing somebody else's clothes because yeah. then you're playing somebody else's part. And you don't want to do that. There are plenty of options out there for men now. And the suit is only one. If you looked again back to the red carpet last night, there was only one man that I could see. I've been through a lot of photographs. Bradley Cooper was the only chap I could see in a normal suit. The rest of them were in... Everything else was outrageous. Long coats, long jackets, kilts. I saw shorts. I saw uh, Pedro Pascal (laughs) in in, in shorts and red red, uh, coat. He looked very different. 
And you're not going to do that to a communion, possibly, possibly. But, but there are plenty of options. You don't have to go for a three-piece suit. Yes, yes. And a, a good advice there about, you know, looking at the, really examine the garment as well. You know, as you were saying there, what way is it, you know, on you? What does it, how does it look on you? How can you move in it? How do you feel in it? All those kind of things to take on board. Yeah, yeah well, if you're not comfortable and you're distracted by your clothes, everybody else will be distracted by your clothes too. Yeah, and you need to be able to and, and wearing your shoes. You know, if you don't just don't start the day going to an event in a pair of brand new shoes that you've never worn before. Oh, disaster! Yeah. Absolutely, always disaster. sit down, always check the back, always be able to drive and sit and walk in your clothes because those are the things that you're going to do the most. I just have one more for you coming in here, Maria. No eight six one eight hundred six five eight. It's for a wedding. I am really not a hat person. I really don't want to wear a hat on uh, for th- for this particular wedding. But I would like to do something that's a little bit different. Is have you any advice for this lady here? Statement earrings. Oh, way to go. Yes. Statement earrings. The hats. You either have a hat face or you don't. Yeah, some I don't have a hat don't. face, I don't think. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I can't cope with and them. And I do, and I'm lucky, but some people don't, and that's fine. Fascinators, I, I have a thing about them. That's a personal opinion, it's not mm. a professional opinion. I'm not fond of them, and that's, you know, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't wear them. And so, for me, if, it, if I weren't wearing a hat, I'd go for a statement earrings, statement necklace, draw the attention somewhere else. Oh, great advice. Great advice yeah. for that person. Particularly, don't force yourself into a hat. You know, not if it's not something you're comfortable in. Yeah, coming back to kind of, you know, what, what, what we're saying there. Maria, yeah. as always, thank you so, so much for all of that great advice. You're welcome, Sinead. Thanks a million. If you want more in-depth advice with Maria, she can talk you through this and so much more. You can email her maria.macklin at houseofcolour.com. She's also unlocking your style on social media. You can get her on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram there. The 11 to 1 show. Just want to let you know, Trim Drama Group they have their new production. It's a night of four one act plays. It's happening in Baker's Loft, Brogan's Bar in Trim. Now it's uh, on the 9th, 10th and 11th of May at 8pm nightly. So they've got four different plays, mix of comedy and poignancy, they say, and a great night of local live theatre for audiences to enjoy over three nights. They always put on a great, great show. They're absolutely brilliant, brilliant local group. So it's happening the 9th, 10th and 11th of May, 8pm night in Brogan's Bar in Trim. I have tickets for Rockathon to give away. Last chance to enter. We asked you to finish the line. So it was, oh, we're halfway there. That's the line from the song. Who is the artist and what's the rest of that line? 086-1800-658. We're going to pick a winner for those tickets next. Mr. Niall Horan with Heaven. You're about to be in rock heaven because I have VIP tickets for Rockathon to give away. I asked you to complete the song. This is what I gave you. That's what we had. And Tina Kane in Mead. You are getting our tickets, our VIP tickets for Rockathon. You guessed right. And it was, of course, Bon Jovi living on a prayer. Don't worry, we'll have another song for you on the show tomorrow. I've got more VIP tickets to give away. Rockathon.ie. The Eagles take it easy. Finishing out our show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday and I'll chat to you tomorrow.
the 11 to 1 show. With LMFM. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 